Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha perspective is in loving memory of Edward ben Ephraim, Shlomo ben Edward, and Yerachmiel Daniel ben Gedalia. May their souls be uplifted and may their memories be a blessing. This week's Parsha perspective is in honor of the Rafuah Shalem of Aramitai ben Shoshana, Shaul ben Brita, and Sasson ben Sal ben Batya. May they have a complete and speedy recovery. Parsha Selech search for peace. Our Parsha introduces us to the father of the Jewish nation, Avraham Avinu. He is given a command by God to leave his birthplace and hometown and go on an unknown journey led by God. And soon after Avram leaves, he arrives in the land of Canaan, now Israel accompanied by his wife Sarah and his nephew Light. He is told by God that his descendants would soon inhabit the very land that he is standing on. As he began to explore the land of Canaan, a famine forced him to travel down to Egypt to buy food. But fearing that the Egyptians would kill him to take his wife Sarah because of her immense beauty, Avram asked her to allege that he was just her brother. So when Sarah and Avram arrived at the border, Sarah did as Avram asked her and she was taken and brought before Parai to marry her. In retaliation, God struck Parai and his family with a plague, causing Parai to realize that he was deceived and quickly released Sarah back to Avram. He gave Avram and Sarah many gifts and had them escorted out of his land. We read about the dispute, the arguments between the shepherds of Avram and Light. The shepherds of Avram didn't allow their flock to graze on any land not their own. But Light shepherds allowed their cattle to eat wherever they wanted. The argument was that letting their animals to pasture without permission is not only stealing, worse yet, it is a desecration of Avram's honesty and his belief in God. So Light and Avram decided to go their separate ways, and Light went to Sodom, and Avram stayed in Israel. The Parsha concludes with the mitzvah of Brismila circumcision. God appeared to Avram at the age of 99 and asked him to circumcise himself to establish an everlasting bond between them. And accordingly, today, the bracha, the blessing made by each father at a brismila, is to enter him, this baby boy, into the covenant of Avram, our forefather. However, a question comes to mind. When the Parsha tells us about the disagreements between the shepherds of Avram and Light, it adds a seemingly random detail. The Pasuk writes, Vayihi Reef, Bain Roya Mikne Avram, Ubain Roya Mikne Light. And there was a fight between the shepherds of Avram's cattle and Light's cattle. And the Canaanites and the Prizites were then dwelling in the land. But what is the reason that the Torah adds that the Canaanim and the Prism were living in the land at that time? It is a seemingly random fact that has no implication on the story. Why does the Torah add and what does the Torah add by writing which nations were living in the land at that time? The Radak answers this question. The Radak is Rav David Kimchi, a fierce defender of the Rambam and a biblical commentary from the 11th century, answers this question by explaining the connection between Avram, Light, and those who were living in the land at that time. The correlation, writes the Radak, is whose land is Light's cattle potentially stealing from. And therefore the Torah includes which nations were in the land when writing about the story. The Radak continues that both Canaanim and Prism gave explicit permission to Avram to use their lands. But Avram did not want to use their lands in fear that it would be a desecration of God's name. 
Since it might not be well known that Avram had their approval to use their land, some could think that Avram is stealing from them. Considering the fact that Avram was the leading ambassador of God at that time, it could become a big desecration to God's holy name. And this was the crux and core issue in the disagreements between the shepherds of Avram and Light. However, the Sophrono, Rav Ovadia Sophrono, an Italian commentary and doctor from the early 1500s, gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He explains that this is no random fact, but the Torah teaching us a very powerful lesson. He quotes a Pasuk earlier in the Parsha, Vayavar Avram ba'aretz ad makim shechem ad aloin mayr, that Avram passed through the land as far as Shechem in the plains of Mayr, Vahaknani az ba'aretz, and the Kananim were then in the land. Rashi, Rav Shlomo Yitzchaki, writes and adds that the Kananim were gradually conquering the land at that time. The Sephrono writes that the lesson here is that two nations were living in peace, yet one family could not live in harmony. So Avram turned to light and said, I will do anything it takes to have peace with you once again. The Pasuk writes that Avram said, Isn't the whole land of Canaan open before you? Let us separate for peace. If you go left, I will go right. And if you go right, I will go left. Let's have peace and harmony. Avram was willing to leave the land that God promised him for the sake of peace and the sake of harmony. Because God only gives his blessings when there is peace between family, between friends, and ultimately between the entire Jewish community at large. In our daily life, we must realize that although we live in highly divisive times, we are stronger united. As President John F. Kennedy said in 1961, what unites us is far greater than what divides us. This is especially true concerning the Jewish people. Despite coming from many different cultures, backgrounds, and countries, what connects us is far more powerful. The simple fact that we are chosen by God to be His ambassadors of light to the world is greater than any divisions we invent. Additionally, the more aligned we are, the stronger we are to repel attacks on our people and on our belief in Hashem. We can accomplish goals far beyond our imagination if we look above what separates us and see the beautiful souls of God in us hiding in plain sight. There's an amazing quote that I once read. Peace is not the highest goal in life. It is the most fundamental requirement. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.